The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. It is Sunday night. Time to talk baseball. We got more big fab bids. We have a really good special guest tonight with Jeff Erickson uh, out of the out of it tonight. So uh, look forward to uh, talking to baseball coming up next on the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are sponsored by Batflip this week. We thank them for the uh, for the sponsorship there. Uh, if you could please rate or review the podcast if you enjoy listening to us during the year, uh, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. Also, I am Scott Jensted, Jeff Erickson, who's usually on Sunday nights. Uh, uh, his daughter is graduating high school today, so we gave him the uh, gave him the night off. It uh, seemed only seemed fair. Got a really good guest uh, this week. We got Brian Slack with us. A uh, really uh, really good one of the best NFBC players. And a really good dude too. I suppose uh, the good dude part's important to me because we're we're hanging out here. But the uh, the really good player good part is uh, good for everybody listening. He's a uh, an excellent NFBC player, really good baseball uh, mind. So I'm looking forward to that. Brian, how are you tonight? I'm wonderful, Scott. Thank good. you for uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I know uh, I know you ha- you don't do a lot of these, so it was uh, it was good. It took some coaxing, it took some massaging, but I finally got you here live in the flesh. It's, uh, I'm fired up about it. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm generally on a like a Howard Hughes kind of bent. Uh, for, it's been a couple years now. Honestly, you know, I don't leave the house you know, is, much. Is people like you. Like I, I announced it on Twitter a couple hours ago. A bunch of likes. Nobody likes my posts. They never happen. So um, people like Are they you. Sarcastic likes. Are no, we able to like, sarcastic I, I, likes. I, I I had a I had a text message saying you were that guy's so effing smart. I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast. There's a there's been some messages online too. So it's uh it's uh we got someone calling you a beautiful baseball baseball mind like. I feel like everybody's here to talk to you, so let's uh, let's let's talk some baseball here. Uh, but uh, everything's good. Everything's going good with you. It is good to see you. Uh, we're talking about some fab in a second, but I just want to talk about uh, week eleven really quick. Um, you know, we got a week coming up. We got uh, got a handful of teams with seven games coming up: Cincy, Milwaukee, the Cubs, Toronto, Houston, Boston, Tampa Bay. Uh, Seattle does have five games this week. The dreaded five game week. Um, as you were adding some offense this week, we're in the offense. You really found yourself uh, trying to tag. Obviously, the Rockies are home all week, so that's always a big thing. But uh, were there any matchups, any offense, uh, the offense you really found yourself uh, targeting some streamers this week? Yeah, not to, not as much as weeks past. Like I found that you know maybe uh, before you know there might have been like a, a Pavin Smith stream or something like that that I was kind of excited to get for you know six or seven bucks, but less of that this week. Um, but I think it might be because I have more Giants than I expected. On my rosters, so um, already got some of those guys in the lineup. So some Giants, uh, some Padres with the the Rockies at the back end of the week, and yeah, um, 
there weren't many Rockies really available. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was basically it. Yeah. How yeah. Uh, yeah, not really. I was, uh, there was a couple, uh, like uh, the Tigers this week, I think face five righties so that, uh, you know, if any Zach McKinstry or Kiel Badu are still out there, you know, I was holding those guys where I added them. I really like the Brewers this week. I wanted to get some Joey Weimer. He's available. Come at least I got outbid. I got outbid on one by a dollar, which always stings. Then the other one, um, we'll talk about Royce Lewis in a second here, but I ended up getting Royce Lewis. I didn't really expect to get him. I thought, I thought I would get Weimer. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Royce Lewis bids were all over the place. We'll talk about that when we get to Fab, but there was a gigantic range. It was sixty-eight to four twenty-nine. He was adding all fifty-three main events, so there was a there was a huge range going on there. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, he was he was the big name, uh, but I ended up getting him in a league, so I didn't get the uh, the uh, the Joey Weimer there. But I like the Brewers. They're at Cincy, then three at home against Baltimore, three again home against uh, the Oakland A's, and obviously, we like to target the A's. The pitching is just horrendous there. You mentioned the Giants; they're three at course, three against Chicago is really nice. Um, kind of like the Cubs too. Uh, Cubs get uh, one against San Diego and three at the Angels, three at the Giants. But you're right; it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a week. I was really targeting some schedules. You know, the Jays are home all week, but they have four against Houston, three against Minnesota. Um, that just lines up for some tough pitching right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just uh, you know, I, everyone I look at that, I'm like, oh, you know, it's uh, they do get uh, they do get uh, Bilak, but they get Hunter Brown, they get Framber. And then on the back end, they're going to get they're going to get some Sonny Gray. They get uh, they get Joe Ryan, and they get Louis Varlin. Like that's just uh, it, it's great. They're seven at home, but uh, you know the weekend's tough. Uh, I probably play them all against Houston, and then uh, you know against Minnesota, you just want your main Jays, maybe not the fringy guys. But uh, before we get into Fab, I wanted to ask you about a few players, guys, either who are struggling or really doing well. Uh, you know, sometimes we we talk, we talk only Fab. We don't get to some players. But uh, I was curious. I was talking to someone on Twitter this week about Kyle Schwarber. Uh, you know, what do I do with him? Do I sit him? Do I play him? Obviously, if you draft him, you draft him pretty high. He's hitting a he's hitting a buck uh, buck seventy two right now. Had two hits today um, and had two homers. So I, I promise I put his name in here before he hit the two homers today. Uh, what do you do with a guy like this who's just I mean just killing batting average, still giving you some pop? He's got fifteen home runs. Do you find yourself sitting someone like this, dropping someone? What do you do with Schwarber? Or are you just stubborn and you just put him in the lineup no matter what? I would probably be stubborn for a little while longer. Um, I think I don't have a lot of Schwarber, um, but I do have a, a comparable player in Teoscar Hernandez who like, you know, you're just, you're kind of waiting for this things to kind of bounce back to a kind of baseline and it hasn't happened. And I know, you know, when you talk about the scheduling, they have a couple games, uh, two games at, at San Diego this uh, first half of the week. So I was trying to make some contingency plans to take him out if possible. But um, for the most part, I've just continued to ride them. But I mean, I think at some point you're going to kind of get to that spot where, you know, you try to attack smaller, more micro moves. And then, you know, kind of if it's, you know, if it works to get those guys out. But I mean, Schwarber, I think, I mean, yeah, the BABIP is just so low. It's 178, you know, I guess um, still projected for maybe a you know, 250, 260 BABIP and, and, you know, 235, 240 batting average, which I think is not too far from what I would have, you know, if I got him, what I would have been signing up for. Right. Um, yeah. And, and these guys can, you know, I don't know if it's a hangover from the, the playoffs last year or what, but, um, you know, I'd be riding it. And then, you know, if this continues for a while longer, um, I'd maybe try to figure out, but I mean, you're kind of in that spot. There's not a whole lot you can do. Right. Yeah. You're not, uh, you're not getting anywhere close to, you know, someone who has that kind of upside. I, the answer I had was what kind of what you had. I mean, his bad at the time was 165. And, you know, I just, that's going to come up. He's not going to be a 320 Babbitt guy. He's not, no speed and all that, but that's going to come up. Like the question was, do you think, do you think he'll hit 200? I, I, I thought I took the over on 200. Um, I still would. I know it's a two months into the season. That's a lot of at bats at 160, 170, but uh, I think he's over 200, you know, two home runs today. You would have hated to sit that, but you mentioned T Oscar. Um, 
strikeouts are crazy with this dude right now. And the walks, he was never a big walk guy, but the walks were like always around 6% or 3.5% right now. The Mariners have dropped him to seventh in the lineup. Like they obviously have noticed he's hitting 236, only nine home runs right now, three stolen bases. Still hitting the ball hard, but man, the strikeouts are just crushing his batting average right now. Yeah. And I was into him because, I mean, I think he had, I can't remember if it was an oblique at the beginning of last year, but. His, uh, his hard hit rate and his BABIP really suffered in the first couple months of last year. And then when he came back, I think for the last four months, he was basically, I mean, the way I saw it, the guy that I was drafting or hoping to draft at the 2-3 turn last yeah. year. So I thought, you know, I think that everybody, you know, I don't know if this was exactly what happened, but, you know, with the move to Seattle, like, I think they just downgraded him across the board. But I think his power, exit velocity on, on fly balls and line drives, barrel rate, all that stuff, I thought the power was enough to where it wasn't going to suffer too bad. Uh, but maybe I underestimated the BABIP effects of uh, the Seattle home park uh, versus versus Toronto. So maybe there's some of that. But like you said, it's, it's the strikeouts that um, and the lack of walks that are kind of, you know, part of his undoing. But I feel like he's kind of getting a little bit under his feet under him a little bit. And so kind of the same thing. Like I will, in the spots where I have available options, replace him for the first half of this week. But yeah. for the most part, holding out hope. Yeah, I think he's at the he's at the range of guy now. You know, there's a level of player where even a two game week, I'm just playing guys no matter what. But um, with the uh, with the two game week, I think he's entering that point where if I've got somebody else, and in that league, uh, that's my Vegas league. My offense is bad, but I have a lot of options. Uh, I think I'm gonna sit him for two games. I mean, they get uh, they get Musgrove and Waka, and Waka's been good lately. Musgrove obviously is really good. Um, two righties, I think I'm sitting that too. That's a, that's a good point by you. It's a good call by you. I mentioned Seattle had five, but I hadn't really thought about Teoscar quite yet. Um, but with my options, I think, uh, I think I'm sitting that, which is kind of a bummer to set your fifth round pick. But speaking of early picks who aren't, uh, aren't producing, uh, how do you feel about Tim Anderson right now? Uh, we are on, uh, we're June 4th right now. Uh, I know Tim Anderson had a stint on the IL, but he's played, uh, he's played 31 or 42 games now. Um, Tim Anderson hasn't homered yet. And if you have that as, uh, your six or seven round pick, your fifth round, whatever he was kind of in that range, um, zero homers is a gigantic hole. Uh, you know, the, the hard hit rate's actually up. Um, you know, K rate's still really good. He still has a 270 batting average, 273, um, six steals. But man, zero home runs for a guy in that round. Just you didn't expect 25 home runs for Anderson, but you're hoping for 15 to 20, and it, it's not even close to that right now. Yeah, yeah, it's another guy that looked appealing. I think in that range for some some batting average and speed. Yep. Uh, if you if you didn't get speed early, but uh, you know he's got six barrels. Um, barrel weight slightly down from last year. It's four point four percent. Not great. Um, still max exit velo is not too far off from where it was. And you know he had it was only six homers in eighty games last year. So maybe it's you're looking at maybe more like a you know a full seasons worth like maybe ten something like ten twenty um, with a good batting average. So hopefully he can kind of start getting in that direction. Uh, our friend Rob DiPietro likes your background. He thinks you feel like a, a life coach, natural healer. Oh, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. I've talked to Rob like five times today. I'm like, Rob, what should I bid on Cutter Crawford? And he's like, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> uh, and, and I want to kind of come clean right now, too. Like, I, I if I feel underprepared, I spent the better part of the hour uh, downloading the uh, the stream yard and getting my book section <laughs> in order. So, uh this is tell, uh, tell, tell us what your books are. You mentioned it. You wanted it to be seen. What tell you what your books are? These are this is the Don DeLillo collection. Uh, we have a friend, uh, Enigma Neruda. On uh, I have a friend on uh, Twitter, and um, he was commenting like, uh, "There's some Don DeLillo hoodies that he had uh, thrown out on Twitter." I was like, "I'm going to get one." I have not gotten one yet, but uh, in the meantime, I had to bring the books out. So. What does "Path Go at the Wall" mean? He mentioned that. I don't even is that one of his books? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 
So, uh, but this just, I think shows like a larger sense of how focused I am on the task <laughs> at hand for the season. So, uh, you know, this is not unusual at all. I, I like it. Um, this is more of a personal question, but uh, what uh, what does what do with Matt Mervis? Uh, you spent uh, if you spent two hundred bucks on him, I know that money is gone. But what do you do with this guy right now? You know he's not playing as any lefties. Um, he's still in the ball hard, fifty two percent hard hit rate. The barrel rate's about twelve percent, striking out a ton, which he didn't really do in the minors. Um, so you, gotta, you think it's a you know first time through kind of thing. But you start to you start to lose playing time. He's like even some righties. You're like, is Mervis in the lineup t- today? I got to look at that. He's only has two home runs. Uh, what do you do with a guy like this? And does the the fact you spent two hundred whatever bucks on him impact whether you drop him or not? Obviously, you thought he was talented. What does one do with Matt Mervis right now? Because he's uh, he's kind of clogging up a roster, roster spot right now. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, well, think, I don't want to I don't want to give you easy questions. Yeah, I think the, you're the, the you're the you're the smart, educated one with the books in the background. Uh, that's right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm really doing this up. Um, I mean, I think I would just ask, like, you know, realistically, stare it down. Like, who do you have a better feeling about, Matt Mervis or Ryan Noda, you know, for the rest of the year? Ryan Noda went for, on average, probably 10 bucks this week. Yep. Like, uh, hitting the hitting the, the snot out of the ball, um, playing every day in a, top, you know, good lineup spot, which looks like the, you know, the foreseeable future. Um, I thought you were going to say good lineup for a second there. I was really good. I almost did. I, almost, I caught myself. No, and so, like, yeah, I'm, I think that, yeah, otherwise I wouldn't be, like, if Mervis was out there on the wire, I wouldn't be, you know, interested honestly. Uh, and that's not a, a dig on anything that any spending that happened on him. But uh, I, I think your other point, and um, while I would like to take the high road and look down my nose at everybody, I held on to Mason. I finally let go of Mason Miller this week. So uh, I'm sure now, you know, slightly different given the, the lack of pitching in, in our league. But um, there is something to be said, like when you're just like, man, I just forked over or whenever I forked over the $170. Right. And that you want to, you want to see that kind of play out but uh yeah i mean i would not have i just you got to move on time is of the essence yeah i went uh, i went back and forth on mervis i held him for a uh, for a week so i'm gonna i'm gonna see i'm gonna give him one more week here uh the cubs do have a, a pretty appealing schedule this week although they place the angels so that means they get two lefties so he's probably sit the first half of the week so that doesn't work very well but then in the second half of the week uh he should have at least two lefties against the giants it depends if Manaya makes that uh, that sunday start so Maybe we'll get some action this week. Ryan Bloomfield, our friend, just called you old, by the way, uh, in the chat. He said, uh, download the StreamYard Slack. You really are retired. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for pointing I love, this out. Uh, I love Ryan. He actually was a guest host uh, a little bit ago. Uh, great yeah. human also. So I'm glad that glad Ryan's here. Uh, can, I, can I backpedal? Can I backpedal? I mean, Wait, I'm rush sure. here. Isn't that what you do best? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess that, like, look, without Hosmer – uh, you know, maybe they're in, in Mancini. I know he had a home run today. Maybe Mancini's not the greatest uh, thing since sliced bread, um, which might be an understatement. But maybe there's there's more of a pathway to kind of try to write it out. Um, I find that like some of my injuries or specific needs week to week are are pretty intense, and so holding a guy like that um, is a little bit tough. But uh, I don't I don't uh, especially now that you said you've kept him. I, I think it's a, a justifiable position. I, uh, I think it is, although I have to admit that spending 220 bucks on him three weeks ago probably uh, probably impacts my decision-making more than it should. I admit that that's probably a fault. The money's gone. It's a sunk cost, but uh, I admit it probably enters. I mean, you only you spent that much money on him because you thought he was good. Like, he's a guy that hits the hits the crap out of the ball. He had 29, no, what was it, 36 home runs in, in the minors last year. So, like, I think it's a first time through. 
But if he the playing time's not there, it doesn't matter because he's just never gonna get in the groove. So it's uh, it should be interesting to see there. Uh, he was only average- dropped. He was only dropped in in three spots this week. Okay. So you're not. Yeah, alone. he was 98 percent rostered entering this week. So someone had dropped him last week. But it's funny. You and I were talking, kind of, you know, who got added or when we we're right before we were coming on. Um, Alec Manoa was dropped uh, in a couple leagues, and he had big bids this week. I was actually a little bit surprised. He was added in uh, two leagues, and I believe uh, I'm looking at it here. Uh, the, he was added for 134 and 194. I was actually kind of surprised by that. Um, what do you do with someone like Manoa? Kind of falls in the in the Kyle Schwarber category, except Schwarber at least hits hit some home runs for you. Where Manoa just has been exploding, you know, everything ratios, all that has not uh, has not turned much around. You know, his xERA and FIP and XPX are actually higher than his ERA. His WHIPs one 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 seven seven. Um, I wasn't surprised he was dropped. I was surprised he was added for that much money back by people. I understand that he was obviously really really good last year, but it's hard to find um, a path to see much to like in Manoa right now. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of those ads was a, from a pretty accomplished uh, NFC player. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, there are people that obviously know see a lot more than I do. And there's a lot of players that were way ahead of me this year. I just – I was a little surprised to see the three digits on Manoa. I was too. I mean, I haven't uh, followed the uh, the second chance leagues too much, but I don't know. I think there might be some leagues where he didn't go in those drafts. Wow. yeah. Um, and maybe that's because you have to start them every time. So the fact that you have a bench might be different. But – uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of hope for a rebound right now. Um, I would probably have ranked some other pitchers ahead of him, but you know, at, at a certain point, like if you had the ability to stash and write it out for a week or two, um, I think those bids were probably a little more than, than I could have gone, but, um, he's not too far away from being, you know, yeah. pretty good play- pitcher. Um, I get it. If you're, if your ratios are really bad and you're struggling, like you're not going to get someone with that level of upside, but ooh, it's been, a, it's been a rough two months. Uh, question in the chat. What do you think happens to Nolan Jones's playing time when CJ Crone comes back? Um, hard for me to find a real path for him because, you know, Blackman's going to play. Profar is going to play. Gritchick's going to play while he's healthy. And Brenton Doyle uh, is going to get time in center field. Um, I think Nolan Jones is probably uh, probably missing a lot of games when Crone comes back. I, I liked him as an ad a couple weeks ago. Um, I think when, when Crone comes back, he probably uh, probably ceases to be uh, too valuable for us. Yeah, that that seems like it's probably going to be the case. They're always a little bit dicey. But uh, I mean, as of I guess the last update was May 25th. I don't know if you have an update on Chrome, but I guess nearing swinging workouts. um, I don't know how close he is to a return. So I think that, yeah, maybe you hope for a week or two and then it probably gets pretty dicey. Yeah, it, it is. It is the Rockies too. So we never know really what the heck they're going to do because they could do anything, and they could trade somebody. They could sign Matt Kemp. Whatever the Rockies do, uh, whatever veteran outfielders out there, they could do a lot of stuff. But uh, let's jump into Fab. That's uh, that's what we want to talk about here. Uh, let's just talk about Royce Lewis. We'll start. We'll start with Royce Lewis. Um, he was added all fifty three main event leagues. The min was sixty eight. The max was four twenty nine. Um, so obviously a, po- a really uh, really popular big. I think you said the average was about uh, two ten. Is that what you said? Yeah, two seventeen. 217. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That was the average in there. Uh, what did you do with Royce Lewis? Obviously, he is a, a stud prospect. Uh, you know, came up last year, tore his ACL, and now he's back. Homered the first game, homered it again since then. Uh, he had a he had a scary flip uh, late in the game today where he uh, he ran into Gabriel uh, Arias at first base and like landed his neck. So I was like, I was going, to, I went to the Dodger game today. So I was like leaving, had to do fab early. And I'm like, oh, great. So I got to adjust all my bids. A quote came out that he's fine. He has some facial lacerations, but nothing neck, nothing concussion wise. So I left, uh, I kind of left where I was. Maybe you can't play him the first half. Maybe he sits at a game or two. But um, how aggressive are you with Royce Lewis? As we've had a lot of offensive players that, uh, or a lot of pitchers that have got called up that are kind of stud young guys. We haven't had a ton of offensive guys. Uh, where were you on Lewis this week? 
So I was in that kind of 190 to uh, about 210 range and got him in one spot with uh, for 195 with a backup of 91. Um, so I liked him a lot. And I think that, you know, you look at projections, he projects pretty well, uh, well-rounded uh, skill set. Um, I, I, James Anderson, who is probably my, I mean, definitely my number one source for like prospect, like information, yeah. right? He just loves him and has been talking him up. I also had Royce Lewis last year and um, just like kind of saw him kind of coming into his own. I was like, man, this guy's going to have you know, a great year. Um, obviously he had the second ACL uh, injury, which is, is slightly a concern, but I was also very uh, surprised and, and pleasantly surprised by the four stolen bases he had uh, in his minor league yeah. ramp up. So I was like, okay. And you know, the twins are pretty low. And like, if you look at like the overall stolen base, uh, rankings, right? But I mean, they're starting to run a little bit lately. I, I think uh, Willie Castro is is uh, leading the charge there. So, um, you know, they're hitting him in a good spot. I think he hit second or third today um, before the flip. And then, yeah, I think he's, um, yeah, super duper. Yeah, I uh, I liked him too. I was in, I, I'm kind of low in money. So I was, uh, you know, one league I had like over 400 bucks or about 400 bucks up. So I was a little more aggressive, but I should end up getting for 127 in a league. I And I, it was, uh, it was kind of a, I'd love to get him at this price, but I can't spend more than that. So in the backup was 112. So I was pretty happy with that. Another league, I was the backup. I had I was at 164. Someone was at 177. So I was a little bit uh, – someone asked me earlier today what they thought. I, I kind of thought low 200 was going to be the spot for him in a lot of leagues. And it seemed like, you know, that's the, it was the 217 average is kind of what the average was. But it seems like the uh, the range is pretty wide. You know, maybe it's a thing of, you know, some of the more aggressive players are out of money or, uh, you know, some people uh, you know, are worried about the flip on the head. I don't know what it was. But it was, uh, it was interesting how wide that range was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty wild. I wondered if, you know, with the what appears to be the imminent uh, debut of Ellie De La Cruz, if maybe some people were, you know, thinking maybe they hold back a little bit. I don't know if that factored into it at all. Um, I know that from where I stood, like, I didn't have the absolute hammer in a number of leagues, but had like a couple where I was pretty high up there and uh, didn't want to be in necessarily in a spot where, I mean, I definitely need some offense in, in a couple spots. Didn't want to be in that position where, you know, Ellie debuts next right. week and you feel like, okay, I didn't get Royce Lewis. And then you're kind of feeling like pretty itchy. Um, I feel like Ellie might be a little bit like an auction when there's like that, you know, there's like the one good player left and like everybody that has their money is going to go. I think there's going to be some crazy bids on because I think everybody's like, well, I'll just spend my money on Ellie De La Cruz. But like, in a 15 team league, if there's three or four teams that are doing that, like that, we, it happened with Carlos Correa a few years ago, where like Kate got called up and um, everybody that had any a few money, years ago, a few yeah. like one or two, two, three yeah, years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm old, I've been playing a long time. I've been um, right there with you. It was one of those things like it was late and like everybody that had money with L and all in. So I wonder if that's going to be, I think Ellie Zarco is going to be some interesting thing there. Uh, Rob D. Pedro brought up the, the fact is that the two ACLs, I mean, that's obviously it, it, the injury risk is, is certainly there. He looks good right now. Um, that's why the flip, you know, obviously freaked us out. But obviously he landed his head, not in his knee. So that, that was good there. Uh, what else did you do on offense this week? Uh, you know, I felt like Royce Lewis was clearly the the, the top guy that everybody was going after. Um, it looked like Gary Sanchez was adding a lot of leagues. Everybody's struggling for catcher. He was added in 43 leagues. Uh, Josh Donaldson, uh, the ghost of Josh Donaldson, uh, multiple home runs on uh, on Saturday <laughs> against the Dodgers in the, in that game. Uh, did you do anything with, uh, with Josh Donaldson or Gary Sanchez, old veterans that are coming back to haunt us here? I have them on some lines. I think that, uh, you know, from a projection, I mean, I think Sanchez played five in a row maybe uh, before today. And it looks like he's got a doing Gary Sanchez things, probably going to have a low batting average. And batting average was a bit of an issue for me uh, across the board. Um, and then I did have Donaldson on some lines. I think that that's 
I know, I believe there was a comment that he was going to play every day. Uh, of course, he said today. But you just look at that infield. And, you know, right now, um, it looks like LeMahieu, between LeMahieu, Glaber, Donaldson, you know, Stanton, a lot of DH. It's, it's, I feel like it's going to be like a couple, you know, sits a week, maybe. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. To, I mean, you only have a, a three-game sample to, to really judge it on. But um, he seems fine, and he's hitting in a good lineup spot. I, I, I did kind of like him, but um, didn't get any. Yeah, I mean, he still hits the ball hard, and like I said, he hit he hit fourth for the Yankees the other day, and they do have a lot of options there. And they called up they called up uh, Oswaldo Cabrera back up. Also, Peraza's hitting a home run every other day in the minors. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, you know Volpe had uh, had two balls over 105 exit below today. He actually looked really good. I was we we're pretty close up. I tell you what, uh, by the way, close up. Bobby Miller is nasty. I don't know how. I don't know how anybody in the majors gets hits. Like he would throw, he was going 100 with a fastball, then like 89 with a slider, and it just it making guys look silly. But like he and he walks off the field like the dude's a stud. He carries himself like he's a badass, and he's uh he's gonna be really really good if he says something. He was fun to watch up close today. Yeah, yeah, I did not have the funds to really get in on the Bobby Miller hype uh, on the train, but yeah. uh, I wish I would have. Yeah, it was uh, it was impressive, and you just, you're just impressed by how good hitters are. The fact that like anybody ever gets a hit off these guys, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, what about other guys? I, I was looking at corner guys here. We've got uh, we got Ryan Noto, who you mentioned earlier. You know, hitting the ball really hard, hitting in a good spot in the A's lineup, strikes out a ton. But they get a bunch of right-handers this week, and he's like hitting third, um, hitting some home runs. He's kind of you know he's a, he's a really a three a three true outcome guy either walks homers or, or strikes out um you know the ghost of jack custom where is, is laughing at that but um cody clemens roger's son is uh, is playing a bunch with uh with alec bohm on the il now uh, he he has a little bit of pop he had some home runs in the minors uh, are you doing anything with these any of these corner guys here i got i think one ryan nota and i was in the market for more and i think it was like seven dollar bid and fun stat uh, barrel rates over the last 30 days, minimum 100 plate appearances, Aaron Judge, Matt Olson, Ryan Noda, Jordan Alvarez, and Jorge Soler. Guys barreling the ball. They DFA'd, they DFA'd uh, Jesus Aguilar earlier in the week. They're hitting him second and third. Um, like you said, a lot of righties this week. It's, I mean, it's not, of course, it can and probably will go sideways, but at the same time, you kind of just like, if you get two good weeks, uh, and kind of on to the next one, you know, for, for seven, 10, 13 bucks, you know, it's not, um, it feels, feels, feels nice. I'm looking, I actually got outbid on Ryan Nota. That's uh, that's depressing right there. Someone had, I had four bucks in there. Someone went 17. So I probably wasn't topping that anyway. Uh, I ended up as a result with, I was looking for a corner, just kind of somewhat playing. I ended up with Cody Clemens. Um, I don't know, got some pop, uh, you know, he had, uh, he had 18 home runs last year in between triple A and double A or triple A in the majors across about 120 games. Uh, playing a bunch in a good lineup at least for a week or two until uh until Bohm comes back but uh you know it was two bucks but uh you know and I'm just looking for playing time there uh I want to ask you about a couple of middle infielders that were hot in the uh, in the preseason uh Oswald Peraza I mentioned we we're talking about Josh Donaldson um you know playing really well in the minors available in some spots uh Bryce Terang was available in a bunch of leagues too he was available in about 30 percent of the main events a lot of the 12 teamers he's available um do you like either of these guys do you think Terang can bounce back I mean these are both guys that were kind of sexy in draft season and have uh, have struggled to uh struggle to put up results Peraza got hurt um but seems to be coming around right now yeah I think um Another thing that contributed to my, my my preparation for this is I went back and forth on the Peraza bids so much. It was um, I I just like I I wanted to do it and I did not get him. Uh, I think my bids ended up being closer to the ten dollar range. Um, 
sometimes a little bit lower, but I think that the only way, as I, I talked about the crowded infield with the Yankees, it's like, it seems like to me, the only way from somebody who doesn't watch a lot of Yankees is that, is it straight up for Volpe? You know, I yeah. just don't think that there's another, like, oh, he starts to play some third base or enough playing time to where any of that, like really, uh, you know, kind of materializes. And then you're like, okay, I got a full-time player. I can run out in my lineup. So, and then Volpe hit the home run today. Like you said, a couple of hard hit balls. Um, I do think the defense is a little bit better from what I gather from Peraza, but I don't know if it's necessarily bad from Volpe. Um, so I, I, I really struggled with that. Ended up not getting him, but he seems like a guy that like, you know, just from like a, if you kind of step back, right. It's like, how often do these guys, like, does somebody, ha- does a team have a guy that's just completely mashing in the minors? And then he just stays in the minors for months. Like eventually they find a way to get him in a line, you know? So that was the part of me that was like, he's going to find some way. Uh, and now apparently it won't be on my roster, but, uh, but yeah, I think I like, I like him and, and, and Terang less. So I, I think I was liking him even a couple weeks ago. It looked like he was getting some starts against lefties and, and r- lowering his K rate. And I was like, all right, this is, it's kind of coming together. But since then he has just been pretty bad. And I think I even set him against a, a, a righty or two and um, with Adamas coming back on third Friday, maybe yep. Thursday, or Friday, you know, I think that, that it might be, they might have other options, not many, but to to just maybe put him down or you know demote him because Luis Urias is also coming back. Yeah, sometimes. they've just got they've got multiple guys coming back and in, in, in for spots. And I just I mean, Terang's not hitting the ball hard. He's under thirty percent hard contact. You know, it's just it, when you strike out a lot and don't hit the ball hard, like it's just a tough combo to get over. But the Peraza one's really interesting to me because like this is a guy that was nineteen home runs, thirty three stolen bases, and less than hundred games in AAA last year, like. I know he was bad when he got called up uh, this year, but it was only well, we're talking forty plate appearances before he got hurt. Uh, he, I think he could be like an actual stud, and he's he's already he's mashing in AAA, like you mentioned. I think you're right. I think the path is Volpe. I mean, I think he he came in the game hitting 188 today, uh, but like they like him. He's playing a good shortstop. He had two hard hits today. I think that Donaldson probably has a you know like a two week leash here, and we'll see what we got. But I think you're right. I think if he keeps mashing. The Yankees are in contention. They want to win. I think they're just going to find a way to get him in their best lineup. But it, it might be tough. Um, it's not going to be, you know, I don't think it'll be an everyday thing kind of right away. But I think the Peraza is a guy that could make a difference. And when you're bidding and trying to find that stashy guy, you want someone that's actually going to make a difference. I think that's Peraza right now. Yeah, I agree. We talked about Gary Sanchez a little bit. Uh, Patrick Bailey and the Giants is still playing a lot. He's He was 77% rostered in the main event. Uh, catcher's tough. Did you find yourself uh, in on Patrick Bailey at all? Or was he already taken your leagues? What uh, what do you do if you have a if you have a catcher that gets hurt or you're just not playing well? It just it seems like there's there's not much there. I made another very difficult decision today. It was a one dollar swap. I dropped Jan Gomes, okay. uh, who homered today. I think he went two for four today. He did, he did homer today. Yeah, uh, he just hasn't looked great the last. You know, he had a hot streak kind of early. And he's just been pretty middling for a while. Uh, he's totally fine. And I'm sure he's going to be pretty widely widely owned in the morning. But I picked up for $1 Nick Fortes. Um, it looks like he's getting a pretty good amount of run there. Um, you know, maybe comparable to Gomes. And over his last 30 days, his uh, his hard hit rate is 45%. Um, good plate skills. Uh, 93% zone contact. 17% O swing. He's got a 258 average. Two homers. Two steals over the last 30 days. It's not great either. Uh, but he's got a little bit, especially because speed, just the idea of maybe picking up a, an extra you know, four or five from a catcher position yeah. um, seemed appealing to me. So I might regret that one, but I definitely hemmed and hawed, which is you know, obviously uh, common for me. But, uh, but yeah, hemmed and hawed and finally did it. I was like, you know what? Especially because he hits the home run, right? I, had, I did have Bailey and I did have Sanchez on the line. And then uh, 
Gomes homers. And I was like, you know what? Because I also need the batting average. I was like, I'll keep, I'll keep yeah. Gomes. I'm pretty sure I've either dropped or added Gomes for Fortez a couple times this year, like either <laughs> direction. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now I meant to add Gomes, but yeah, I've had those guys on and off. Uh, I have a couple of uh, Matt Feises right now. And he's actually been pretty mm-hmm. decent um, for the Angels. Like it just, you know, a guy who's not killing the batting average. So he's been all right. Um, I just think Sanchez can hit a buck sixty pretty easily, and it's just it's really tough. Someone, uh, some of the chat mentioned Johnny Deluca. Uh, that's someone that uh, was not available in NFBC league, so uh, you know I didn't I didn't spend a lot of time on him, and I just I just don't know how the playing time uh, works out with uh, with the Dodgers because they just uh, they have so many guys out there. Um, but Deluca's interesting. Deluca was uh, was hitting. He got you went from Double A to Triple A. You know, fourteen home runs, twelve steals, a pretty good average. Obviously, if you can get someone in the Dodgers lineups, that great. That's great, but uh, I just think it's a, it's a tough line to break into unless they want to, you know, kind of give up on uh, on James Outman because he's been he's been really bad since April. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see. Uh, yeah, deluca has been really good in the minors, and uh, we'll see what the the kind of the how they manage the batting order, uh, the lineups this week. Yeah. I think that will go a long way. Um, yeah, if he play, he, uh, if he plays a lot. We'll be. Uh, everybody sure. pretty excited. Yeah. yeah, so he wasn't available. He had not not debuted. Same with uh, with AJ Smith uh, Shaver in 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 Atlanta. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, but he's a pitcher. Um, weirdly, they called him up. He hadn't pitched until today. Looked good today, but uh, same kind of thing was not available. Uh, that's a good segue. Let's talk about uh, about pitching ads. But first, a note from our sponsors at Batflip. Batflip, the team suff- shuffling baseball card game, is a game gamer's love letter to baseball. Step into the role of manager, build your team, shuffle it up, and deploy it in an action packed three inning game. Each of the 140 player cards is unique with its own special stats and abilities. Each team has its own powers and strategy. Flex your financial muscles as the New York money bags, bunt steal your way to victory as the Sioux City small ballers, or deliver takeout slides and head hunting pitches the Detroit dirt bags. I like that one. 12 teams in all. Batflip was designed by avid fantasy baseball players and made, made its pro release debut at First Pitch Arizona 2021. It's in play by the likes of Ron Chandler, Eno Saris, Ray Murphy, and Phil Goyette. Do you, did you grow up collecting baseball cards? Do you collect them now? Then Batflip, Batflip is for you. Do you like collecting cards like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon card games? Do you like online card games like Hearthstone or Marvel Snap? Then Batflip is for you. Batflip features fast-paced strategic card play and endless replayability. Utilize your best players and special abilities at the most pivotal moment. And then when the time is just right, swing for the fences and flip that bat. We thank, uh, thank Batflip for the, uh, the sponsorship there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, starting pitching, Brian, it was uh, it was not, uh, it looked like it might be an interesting week, but there's a couple guys who aren't available. I mentioned AJ, AJ smith Shaver not available. Andrew Abbott is pitching for the Reds tomorrow. Was not available in most NFBC leagues, but uh, that'd be interesting one, especially if he pitches twice. We're going to see two looks at him. Uh, Brian Wu got called up by the Seattle Mariners. Um, slotted into uh, the worst spot in baseball facing the Texas Rangers. Got smoked on Saturday against the Rangers. Uh, that clearly brought his price down. He was still added in a lot of leagues, but uh, definitely uh, definitely dropped his uh, his price there as uh, you know people were a little bit aware of that. He was added in 41 leagues in the NFBC main event out of 53. Uh, he was 0% rostered, so that was every league. So 41 53. Minimum bid was a dollar, all the way up to 103 bucks. Uh, were you in on Wu? Because I you look at his minor league stuff, and it looks pretty good. I just don't know. Like he he got he got felt like he got a, called up pretty quick. He came up for double A. Um, and then uh, I always worry about the quick call up like that. And you just Marco Gonzalez won in the IL. I don't know uh, you know what his leash is like, but what'd you do with someone like Brian Wu who uh, did not pitch well in his first out? I got him, Scott. That's what Did I do with really? him. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, right. So the the average bid was uh, looks like twenty six dollars. I got him on one league for thirty five. Um, yeah, I mean he got he got smacked around, but this was a guy that that uh, when you when you know, kind of following the minor league season had his name circled. Like I hope he gets a call right. And I think I think correct me if I'm wrong that some of these Mariner pitchers have made that jump. Uh, they have, they have directly like very little if any stopped yeah. at AAA. They so, do seem uh, to, they do seem to jump. That. I think they did it with Kirby last year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, maybe Bryce Miller this year. Maybe like maybe Bryce. Oh, you're Bryce right. I think Bryce. Miller. I think Bryce Miller was this year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And he, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at Kirby here. He may he pitched two innings in in uh, in AAA in 2022 before he called up. So yeah, they uh, they have uh, they have skipped some levels there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think there might be a strategic reason for that that uh, is above my pay grade. But um, I mean, this guy has a good fastball, a really good fastball, um, and I think that the concern is that the secondaries might not be great. But um, you know, it looked like a foundation, and they the way they've done things with that with the other you know pitchers in their organization that kind of have a similar profile um you know Bryce Miller's uh, last two starts notwithstanding yeah. but I, I think that there's I didn't want to read too much into ones again I just I didn't want to say like okay and he actually just got you know uh, it was two innings yeah crazy high babip um not like he was walking a lot of guys I think um and, and facing the the highest scoring team in baseball yeah 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 not, like not the Rangers like, I, the Rangers kill everybody so I mean it's it's a tough spot yeah, and so I think it's one of those things that I am sure, I mean, no doubt it affected my bids, right? It's like, mm, yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't want that to, to, to weigh too much on my mind. I don't think, I think Marco Gonzalez has had a Tommy John before, and I don't know, I think we know the results of, of where it's at right now, so there's a little bit of gray area there. But I mean, I, I don't, and every team has somebody else they can eventually turn to. But if, you know, maybe you get one or two more starts, I don't think the leash is going to be super long. Like if we see, you know, two or three more starts just like this one, then I think that might be it, but... 
Um, I think he might line up if possible. If they do, they have a couple off days, but they could play. He could go up against the Angels this week. And um, yeah, I think the upside is uh, significant compared to even some of the names that have come and gone for for many many high dollars. So I like him. Yeah, I think that's a it's a smart play. Like we always have these guys who you know like Bryce Miller and Mason Miller who look really good in that first start. You're like, oh, and they just they just go flying up. Um, this is the opposite here, and it was interesting. It really really affected the bids, and I get it. You know, the, the leash gets a lot shorter when you, you, know, you just come up from double A and you get smoked. But uh, I looked at his minor league stuff. I like it. I mean, that's a ton of strikeouts. He has he does a little bit of walk issue, but like not huge numbers that we see from some of these guys, uh, you know, coming up and uh, coming up from the minors. So, um, you know, it was like 7% in A ball, 7% in triple A or double A, and then 10% in in, in, a, in high A. So you know, a little bit of issue there, but not too, too bad. Um, he's interesting. I, I watched some of his minor league stuff and that he seems like his fastball really jumps on people. It doesn't like look like he's throwing hard, like someone like Bobby Miller is, but like he, it comes out and it really jumps on people. He obviously, you know, throws, uh, he throws, throws hard. So it's, uh, it's an interesting profile. I think that, uh, you know, the bad start did really get people a chance to get someone, get him cheap. And that, that might work out really well. Yeah, I, uh, I think so. It's definitely possible. And it seemed like the price was kind of right. And I think it, it's interesting to kind of maybe compare that because I went back and forth on, who to have ahead between him and, and Reese Olsen for the Tigers, right? Who came up his he, quite just almost exactly the opposite has a, a potential walk issue. Uh, was definitely walking guys uh, in the minors. And I think there was a, an Eric Loggenhagen uh, right up a, a couple weeks ago, just basically pouring a lot of cold water on his, his ability to throw strikes with a fastball. Right. But then, you know, flash forward to his first start against the, uh, the, the White Sox yesterday. And he's, you know, throwing his secondaries, um, getting good whiffs and um, you know high CSW and not really walking many guys. Um, so he looked, he looked good too. You know, so you're kind of going, well, which guy? Like you know, again, if you if neither one of these guys had made a start, I think it's pretty clear that that we would have been the higher bid and the guy would have wanted. But then you see what's happened. You're like, well, maybe there's something to it. So and I know that you know um, his minor league location, like the you know uh, Sarah stuff model location numbers were, were pretty uh, encouraging. So I was really torn on him too. Did you get any Reese Olson? Uh, I did not. I was uh, was kind of back and forth on both those guys, and I think I just uh, I'm trying to remember who I got, but I just got somebody else. Uh, I liked Olsen too when I looked at his. I mean, he had a little more of a walk issue in AAA this year, but like another guy that punches guys out. Um, I thought he pitched well yesterday. I watched uh, watched some of that, and he uh, he looked pretty good against the tie against the uh, White Sox. Six strikeouts, only one walk. Love to see that from a young guy. Uh, did you end up with uh, with Wu or Olsen higher? Ended up with Wu, uh, Wu but I also got an Olsen uh, somewhere as well and i uh, think that was a different team i was like 40 bucks seattle just seems like they're knowing they know what they're doing with pitchers too like that uh, impacts it too for me a little bit too i'm gonna give credit to uh brian robinson who was the one that said uh, seattle never says they're a good pitcher triple a so it was a really good point kind of protecting them from the pcl um i just looked at logan gilbert too logan gilbert pitched uh five innings in in triple a total and they, they called him up pretty quick so yeah it seems like they uh they do jump those guys from from double a to, to the major so that's a really good point by by brian mm-hmm. there uh Speaking of guys who came back up from uh, from AAA, guys that were hyped in the in the preseason, um, Hayden Wesneski on the Cubs is back. Um, we've got Justin Steele on the aisle. It sounds like it's not going to be long term. Um, did you do anything with Hayden Wesneski? I ended up uh, I was kind of in the in the twenties with him. Ended up getting him in a couple of leagues. Um, I just kept looking at uh, I kept looking at uh, at last year, and I liked a lot of last year when he when he got called up. It was only it was only a short amount of innings, but you know. Decent amount of strikeouts, low walks, yeah, pitched really well. Obviously, when I call up, everybody liked him coming up this year. Struggled big time in the majors, went down, uh, made a couple of starts, didn't do very much there, had a walk issues, but a couple starts. Um, 
I always like guys that uh, I know can do it. And I'm hoping they could do it again. I was in on West Husky at a cheap price uh, this time around. Are you going to throw it this week? It, I think he's lined up for two step. Uh, yes. The Giants and the A's, I believe. I'm sorry, the Angels. Uh, An- Angels, Angels. I wish it was the A's. Uh, Angels yeah. and Giants, I'm going to I'm gonna throw it. Okay. Uh, and part of um, part of my concern, I liked him too, and I uh, did not get him uh, this this week, but I uh, it's the concern that he's just getting smashed by lefties. I don't yeah. know, you know, what's happened, especially because it's so, so much different than last year. But uh, but yeah, I think that was the concern. It was like, man, it's I, I like the same thing you do, right? Which is a little bit that like you know everybody kind of loses a little bit of the, the flavor of the month, and then he comes right. back and it's actually really good, makes some adjustments. So um, yeah, I think he's you know in that what'd you say twenty something bucks? Yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was like 25, 28, 20, somewhere somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Um, and the, the Angels don't have any good lefty hitters. Otani's uh, not very good, right? Mm, yeah, I think they're eighth in WRC plus against righties, but that's, that's going to be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just going to not watch the Otani at bats, and we'll just uh, we'll, we'll call and it the Gi- there. And the Giants are surprisingly, uh, I don't know if surprisingly, but they're fifth in WRC plus against. Yeah, I mean, they got so yeah. many guys they move in and out, and Lamont Wade's a stud. I love that dude, and uh, yeah. but. Uh, when we were okay. we we're back and forth. Uh, we were talking about uh, you know I sent you the outline. We're talking about you said add Cutter Crawford. I said it's one of my bids. So talking about Cutter Crawford, you end up getting him. Uh, I added him in some bids after we talked. So I'm gonna admit I fully cheated off your uh, off your cheat sheet there. Um, I did not get him. I had him. I had him like third or fourth on a couple of lists. Um, I kind of like it though when I look at him. I, I I like Crawford. He gets the gets the Guardians this week. I almost said the wrong name. Oh my gosh, I gets the Guardians this week. Um, who have been pretty bad offensively overall in the year. Um, but he is, uh, he's in the rotation at the moment. Uh, Chris sell went on the IL. you know, who knows how long that lasts for, uh, tell me what you liked about Crawford. And if you ended up getting him at all, this was, I have to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit here. Um, knowing I was going to come on the podcast, I, I don't know if it got in my head a little bit. Cause I was like, I know I'm going to have to talk about this if I overbid, but like I have been, I've kind of had this on again, off again, love affair with two pitchers uh cutter crawford and dl hall all year it's like uh, on the on the on the bench stash and then drop and then i think think i've seen your name on the uh the zach waxman fab article for for dl hall like four different times yeah making fun of me yeah Yeah. um not surprising um and so it's been zach would never make fun of everybody that's true that's true all in all in good humor i i laugh at a lot of this stuff it's an enjoyable it is an enjoyable he does a really good fab write-up that's uh always has a couple of uh good zingers in there but like just the info in there is really good too yep for sure. So I, so that's a little bit of the history and, and yeah, I think that um, there was some, you know, some early like pitch movement kind of changes, like stuff changes with uh, his pitch mix. Right. So it's a slightly different pitcher. And if you just look at like even the more you know, basic, but like the stuff that I would typically look at just like last 10 games, 13.7% swinging strike rate, 63% first pitch strike, uh, 44% O swing. And I'm just like, this guy has, to me, I, I way overbid, which was expected. And again, self-conscious about it because of tonight. But like, I, I, I see a lot of Jeffrey Springs. I'm going to say that I think oh, he's going to emerge and be. That's, a, that's uh, a comp. Wow. Nice. I think he's going to come out. He had like 100 and maybe 10 innings last year. like, I, And he's at 30 now. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any kind of problem holding, um, you know, with an innings issue. And I think he's one of their best five. Uh, he's probably better than some of the other guys still in there, I think. And uh, this could backfire um, pretty badly. I think I spent, I know I spent 40 on 40, 40, 45 to 13 and then 35 to 19. So, okay. um, but there were, there was action. There was backup bids. He went for, uh, he was available in one of my, one of my three mains. He went for five bucks there. So you're, you're at, you had definitely had more action in yours. 
Um, I was in on him, but I got someone else. He was, I'm looking at my list here. I had him third. So I actually moved him up after I talked to you. So I see, I do, I do trust your opinion. Uh, I also looked at him too. Obviously I look at my own stuff, but I, I, I saw some of the stuff you see. I, uh, I do kind of like that too. I think he's, uh, we don't, we don't get many sneaky ads in NPC anymore. And obviously there's some backup bids in yours, but, uh, definitely a little bit of sneaky ad. Are you starting him this week though? I think you kind of have to at Cleveland, right? Uh, yeah, I might have actually this week for whatever reason, I don't know if other people have this, but I have a lot of like either they're dicey double starts like Louis Varlin with a double start or, um, you know, some things like that. It, but, uh, I might sit him, uh, for one week. If there's a way to get him in, I'm, I'd be happy to, but he might not go. Cause I think he only went three innings last time. He might not quite go the full five, but I'm not, you know, and, and, and real look, I think that's probably why like very reasonable people, uh, would be like, look, he might not get stretched out. It might be a short-term thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think that there's some some things remain to be seen. I, I will say this, though. Like, I haven't gotten... I did get Mason Miller in one, but that, like, $300 and $400 Yuri Perez, Bobby Miller, like, I just can't... I got a couple Louis Varlins. Um, you know, I can't... I haven't been in that game for, like, that big pitcher. So this has kind of been the game I've, you know for right or wrong have kind of chosen right. to play so that's why i was a little bit more aggressive knowing that this was the type of pitcher that i, I liked ryan bloomfield always in with the good stats said cutter get more on runs in his first start of the year than the rest of your combined so there you go that's a good uh, good <sighs> stat for the cutter crawford love out there love it thank you ryan um mike my mike mayers mayers it's not mike myers mike myers is the actor mike mayers uh in kansas city has pitched uh really well his last couple starts he was like one of them was like a, a bulk start where he came in and pitched really well and then he uh and then he started the, i think he started one of those two uh he pitched well when he started then he came in as the bulk guy and, and pitched really well too uh six shutout innings against st louis uh four and two thirds gonna one with eight strikeouts against detroit um, I kind of had him as a conditional backup too. Uh, were you in on any, any Mike Mayers at all uh, for the, for the Royals here? He gets, uh, he get looks like he's going to get uh, at Miami this week and then at Baltimore. So he, he's going to be the bulk guy tomorrow behind Carlos Hernandez, but uh, should, should, should pitch twice. Yeah, I did not. Um, he was kind of lower. His, his minor league numbers, you know, nothing really jumps out uh, to me. And I, maybe I missed it. You know, maybe there's something else there, but uh, I, I just don't know if, if, uh, I saw a lot, and he's got a 95% left on base rate, um, you know, 270 BABIP. Um, but, I mean, it's it seems like it's it's not that bad. He's, he's got like a 9% walk rate, but the, the walk rate's been close to double digits in, you know, the last two stops at AAA. And, um, you know, it's 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 not bad. I mean, it's, 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 it's a rough environment out there. So kind of, you know, I think maybe he's a decent, uh, decent stash, decent kind of see what you got. Um, I might be a little bit scared to throw him this week, but that's me because I'm nervous about everything. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, you mentioned there's some sketchy two steps out there this is a week where i felt like a lot of teams uh a lot of teams had some sketchy ones but some interesting ones um we mentioned andrew abbott in cincinnati not available for us but uh, that's someone that i would definitely grab right away um it looks like luke weaver was gonna pitch twice milwaukee and st louis they pushed him back now he gets one against the dodgers so crossed mm -hmm. him off my list pretty quick they actually dropped him in the league i actually kind of like what he's done but um you know i'm not throwing for the dodgers I'll, I'll look at it next week next week he would get kansas city and maybe houston depends what they do Hunter Green got pushed back too. He's pitching Sunday next week, so they kind of kind of messed up their their two star weeks. But like Tommy Henry pitched well this week, and he's got uh, at Washington at Detroit. Like on paper, those are darn good matchups. I don't love Tommy Henry when I look on paper, but the matchups are really nice. Uh, Julio Tehran has two stars this week. Uh, the ghost of you talk about guys out of nowhere at Cincy. The first start scares me a little bit. Then home against Oakland, the next start lines up really well. 
Uh, Kyle Hendricks, uh, another, another veteran at San Diego at San Francisco. Were you in on any of these guys with the two start weeks? So you, if you need wins, you need strikeouts. Are any of these guys anybody that you could recommend uh, at all? Obviously, they all come with uh, with their warts. Yeah, I, I I didn't. I couldn't get in, especially, you know, I looked at Hendricks in particular. I was like, man, I, I want to kind of believe it. Right. But the, the, it seems like the command just because he was such a control artist, uh, command artist for for a long time. And I'm just not sure. I'm not I, I'm maybe curious to see if it comes back over the course of the season, but I don't have the faith that's going to come back, you know, to throw him in there this week. And um, I've tried this year. I'm kind of. I would say generally more middling, maybe a couple spots a little bit better than middling, but like in, in strikeouts, you know, uh, trying to kind of protect and, and avoid these because of the way that the starting pitching landscape is, is really just had these blowups, you know? So, and, and I don't think anybody's safe. So I'm not saying, Oh, well, those guys are the only ones that are at risk, but, um, but they're, yes. they're more at risk than others. I mean, they're are, more, and they could give up, they give up 14 runs in a week. It, it's tough. I looked at, I looked at Tehran for a second and I saw zero strikeouts last start. And I was like, yeah, I just, not, I'm not going to mess with this. His, his swing strike rate this first he starts is 5.6%. Like I get, it's a small sample, but, um, yeah, I don't think that I, I just couldn't do it. Even with the start against Oakland, I couldn't do Hendricks. I wanted to do Luke Weaver, but then the the, the rotation change had me off that one. Uh, did you anything with Tommy Henry at all? I mentioned him just with the good matchups. Um, I think I had him in the league a couple weeks ago. He was not good, so I was kind of scared by that. But watching Detroit is nice. But uh, talking about a guy who doesn't strike anybody out, uh, that's Tommy Henry too. Yep, another one of those things. I, I don't I'm not a huge follower or necessarily put a lot of stock in in the ability to you know limit soft con uh limit hard contact especially over you know he's got like 40 innings so far like right yeah it's possible that that's like a skill of his but i don't know if i have for me like enough of a sample to feel comfortable with it but um yeah overall it's just generally you know five four three sierra and i think it can kind of that's where my analysis stops i'm <laughs> just yeah. like it they might be there but uh yeah for me i'd rather just throw a middle reliever that might get me you know, four or five strikeouts and potentially poach a win or something. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched him the week I had him and I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. So that was, I was kind of out on that. Uh, did you do anything with Daniel Lynch this week? Another guy who's back uh, was a, you know, a stud prospect multiple years ago is, uh, is, is back now uh, off the injuries. Did you do anything with Daniel Lynch? I uh, guess Baltimore this week uh, had, uh, has made two starts so far uh, this year. Looked really good in the, in the second one. He didn't get three runs, but uh, against Colorado at home, had seven strikeouts across one walk. Did you do anything with Daniel Lynch with the thought that maybe he is uh, back finally healthy? We're going to see the guy that we thought we'd get uh, three, four years ago. I didn't. And that might've been oversight. You know, I, I don't think I, I really, uh, I'm sure there's like some scar tissue from previous years. So yeah, I, all major league stints have been really bad. Oof, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, but maybe, maybe I probably he maybe he deserved a little bit more attention, but, uh, but yeah, you know, um, 3.83 Sierra and what is it? 10 innings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it's like some of these guys, I feel like they maybe a little bit more time to marinate and maybe, you know, maybe feel a little bit better, you know, a week in or two weeks yeah. in, but yeah, I, I tried to look at him a little bit. Cause I mean, there's a couple of leagues where I really need some starters. I have, I, I have like four or five relievers on my team. I just need the, and I kind of make sure I don't fall behind the strikeouts. And I just, I couldn't do it with him. Every time I looked at it, I just looked at the, those major league stints. And I just, I just kind of faded away. I mean, he, he threw 131 innings last year in the majors and uh, you know, five, one ERA, one six whip. I just, I, you know, uh, someone in the chat mentioned burn me once the same kind of thing with me on Daniel Lynch. I just couldn't do it again. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez was 38% available in the main event. Uh, if he was available in your main event, would you, uh, would you bid on him? Uh, obviously got sent down in the minors, but then, you know, obviously a huge prospect struggled. Um, I did not. And I, uh, somebody somewhere asked me about him in a 15 team and I think I think I drop him. You get the combo of a guy in the minors and somebody who struggled. I, I just don't think I could do it. 
uh, I will respectfully disagree. Um, I did it. I think I did it once, maybe twice, because he got dropped in two of ours. Um, oh, I, I like that. That's good when we don't agree on stuff. That's that makes yeah. it, that, That's good. I like that. So tell me why. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're just obviously just buying in on the on the pedigree and all that, and you think that uh, you think he comes up soon, and you you feel pretty good about him pitching well because I mean the whip was one seven five. It was it was bad. Yeah, it it was. There's there's no sugarcoating this, and it might be a mistake. Um, this again kind of goes back to what I said earlier about my my strategy so far in the pitching front, and I just you know. I, I, I think things can change and right. You don't want to get too like set in this like preseason uh, mindset of right. I mean, Grayson was by far. I mean, I don't know about far cause there's Yuri, but like he was better than the Tanner Bybees and like all these guys, yeah. you know, and he um, was, a, he was going to start the year with the bed dent in Detroit. And it, it didn't eventually, but I mean, he was, he was the highest drafted. I mean, sorry, Baltimore. I was calling Detroit uh, with Baltimore. He was the highest drafted of those like stud young pitcher guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. He was, uh, he he definitely was. Hold on, just one second. I'm so sorry. But um, no, someone asked. Okay. I, I'm I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. Um, no. He he was he was he. I think like home runs aren't you know necessary. It was a home run problem. Two point five eight per nine, and uh, those might not be the the stickiest thing. Uh, I, I understand that it's uh, it's scary to look at, but uh, yeah, I think that there's a part of me that's like, hey, you know. Maybe it's a few weeks. I think Baltimore's contending, and I don't think their staff yeah. is so good that you know in in three or four weeks, if he's doing very well in AAA, like how, how many you know? Again, it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but like two or three starts in, in the minors, he's looking really good. I think there that that buzz could be kind of you know, um, in, you know, reignited. And uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a reasonable shot. If you're gonna do it now, it's time to do it because when it gets called up, those bids wherever it's available are gonna be pretty high again because people are gonna are buy back in. Um, People in the chat are talking about uh, Shintaro Fujinami Fujinami on the A's. Yeah, he is not good. Uh, whether he starts, opens, or closes, he is he is not good. It's it's been rough there. Uh, someone in the chat asked, uh, should they pick up AJ Puck or Dylan Floro? Uh, Eric Degerman, uh, I would definitely pick up AJ Puck. It sounds like he's already throwing rehab assignments. Um, Floro has been up and down for the Marlins, uh, kind of filling in for Puck. He got he blown up earlier this week. Had a save today. Had two strikeouts, but. Uh, I would certainly pick up AJ Puck, uh, especially in a 10 teamer. He gets hurt. He's a pretty easy drop. You can pick somebody back up. I would definitely uh, like to have Puck on my team. And that's a good segue into relievers. Uh, relievers have been tough the last like three or four weeks. Just not a lot of guys. If you need saves, it's been tough to find them. But we sort of have a, a sort of changing the guard appears in Colorado. Justin Lawrence got the last two saves for the Rockies for Pierce Johnson. Um, Lawrence, the guy who strikes guys out, weirdly doesn't have a high swing strike rate, but has gotten 27% strikeout rate. Uh, the walks are a bit high, and in Colorado, that is always uh, uh, scary. Any guys on base is not a good thing. But uh, Lawrence strikes guys out and gets a ton of ground balls, 53% ground ball guys. You know The combo of that, avoiding some home runs and cores is a good thing. Um, are you a believer in Lawrence uh, maybe taking this job and running with it a little bit? Did you worry about Daniel Bard still there? Um, were you in on that? Do you need saves? What did you do with Justin Lawrence this week? I got him in one spot for maybe 35 bucks or so. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know, maybe uh, this is, I felt like I was surprised to have gotten him at that price. Uh, and that's, I was too. I, when I saw his prices, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be just because people, I mean, if you need closers, like there's just been no options for that. Yeah. And he, I think it's pretty clear that Pierce John, Pierce Johnson's not, not, cut out for it right now. And I think yeah. Bard is still working in low leverage situations and he's the yeah. one that got them into a jam. I believe uh, don't quote me on this. Hopefully this isn't recorded. 
uh, Friday night, and <laughs> he got into right, a Friday night. Just, 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 just you and me talking. Nobody's listening. We're fine. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, and so, yeah, he comes in, and I was really, you know, you could see the writing on the wall, especially because Pierce Johnson just so quickly gave it up somewhere in the middle of the week, and I was like, I hope they didn't have any more save opportunities to maybe get Lawrence for a little bit cheaper, and then he gets a five-run save on Friday. Yeah. By the uh, way, you're right. It was Bard. He, uh, he came in and put uh, gave a hit and two walks, loaded the bases, and Lawrence had to come save him and get the save. Well, there you have it. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was with a five run lead. So yeah. thank you very much for these uh, statistical. Uh, I love this. Back that up. was perfect. That was good. Um, I was kind of in on him too, just because there's a spot where I need closers and there's no guys. And I mean, he was adding 46 main events. The the min was a uh, dollar and the max was 67. So there was not a lot. Of, I think that, you know, you put uh, just Lawrence comma Colorado and that just obviously uh, makes a difference because people don't want closers in, in course field. But um I don't know. I was kind of sort of in and, you know, maybe he can get a run for a few weeks here. They're home all week, which kind of sucks to get the first week here, but uh, I'm throwing him this week where I, where I added him. I mean, Daniel Bart, like this is, this is not, I mean, for as much fun as everybody makes of the Rockies, they still win a lot of games um, in a, in a close fashion, right? Like I think Daniel Bart might've had 30 saves last year. Yeah he, um, was, yeah. he felt like he got one every other day. He was, he was a beast last year. And, and I, I don't think, I, I think going, you know, way Davis before that, there are other guys. Uh, although I can't name he more had, than that. He had yeah. 30, he had 34 saves last year. Who did? Bard. Bard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're not like the Royals and this is from somebody who has Scott Barlow and they're not, I, they're, I appreciate you saying not like the Royals rather than not like the A's. I, 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 I saw what you did there. Dude, I am. I'm here for you. Thank you. And, um, I mean, I have some teams with Mark Leiter jr. I have some Hunter Harvey and, um, I have Jose Alvarado in a couple spots. And so the reason I'm, I mentioned all this is, is, Man, the idea, especially if you're trying to catch up in strikeouts and wins, like the idea that, hey, I might have a guy, especially in certain spots. Uh, I think they have a lot of half weeks, Colorado, you know, in, in the not too distant future. You're getting a spot where you can throw actually two closers like that are full time guys and hopefully not have to have three to just like maybe not be the high leverage spot. Am yeah. I making sense? You know, where you, are. you just see, you know, Mike Leiter comes in, in the seventh and um, say for Hunter Harvey, you're just like, well, I guess I'll still you know get some ratios. But um, yeah, I thought that was very appealing. I think that there aren't that many lockdown uh i don't know what i call them one-stop shops or one-shop towns whatever it is uh but that's yeah, uh guys like who it. are guys who are stuck in their role and come in in the ninth inning kind of like traditional saver closers. right yeah exactly uh you mentioned jose alvarado do you think he closes when he comes back i mean craig kimball's been really good for the phillies this last like three four weeks i yeah i it's um, not what you wanted as a jose alvarado uh owner you talk about the psychology of dropping a guy that you spent $200 on. I think the psychology of, of Alvarado, who was, I think, statistically one of the top, if not the top reliever yeah. and, and getting, I think two thirds of the save share. Like he, he was really looking like, even there were times where you think, okay, he's going to come in and face like the tough meat of the lineup in the seventh. They would even hold him back and have him pitch the ninth. So there were times it happened, but as somebody who followed it pretty closely, I was like, all right, I feel like he's, you know, two thirds, at least, at least the favorite in any given game that they played, he was the favorite to get the save. So, uh, I don't feel that same way now. Yeah. Um, probably because, uh, Kimbrell has surprised me, but I've again held for now two or three weeks and I just, his skills are too good to, uh, to do it without seeing it. But it's one of those things where if he was out on the wire and I had to choose between him and, and Lawrence, for example, um, I'm not sure I would, would take Alvarado. I might, I might take Lawrence, you know, just, uh, given the, the state of things. Yeah. Kimberl had that really awful outing at the Dodgers on May 3rd. So a month ago for four runs since then, uh, only given up two runs has multiple strikeouts and like, uh, it looks like six of those 10 outings, something like that. He's been just been good. He's gotten, uh, was that five saves in the last, uh, 
eh, three or four weeks right there, somewhere in there. Uh, he's been solid. I think it's going to be more of a split than it was. I mean, if you're an Alvarado owner, mm-hmm. you've wished that, you know, Kibble had blown a couple of those. I think he would have kind of slid back in pretty nicely. Um, the fun reliever this week is uh, in, in, in Anaheim. Uh, Carlos Estevez has been really good for the ages, but – uh, ben Joyce got called up, and this dude just throws gas. He was uh, he was the guy that everybody remembers seeing on you know on Twitter last year throwing 104, 105 at LSU, um, and he came in uh, he came in he pitched that I don't know if you saw the uh, the Jose Altuve at bat it was it was all mm. over the internet but like just in 101, 102, 101, and Altuve looked like he had no chance. He came, I think he threw ten pitches against the Astros, none of them were under 101 miles an hour, but. Uh, he gave up a run. Uh, he gave up a run his second or his third outing. I think he gave up a couple runs to the Astros. Uh, do you think there's a chance he takes Estevez's job? I just don't see it right now, just based on how good Carlos Estevez has been for the Angels. I mean, he's been great. Yeah, I don't. All think right, so. I, said, I said LSU for Ben Joyce. I meant Tennessee. My apologies. Mm. Yeah, I. I mean, it's fun to watch, but um, probably. Uh, I, it's hard to see it. Estevez has been good ever since he just took over. It seems like they're just trying to do everything they can to win. And, um, you know, Joyce would work in the seventh or eighth and it seems like they're pretty linear right now. Um, I can see it, you know, maybe like holding on to it, but, uh, but yeah, I didn't really get in myself. Yeah. I, I looked at it too and he's fun, but I just, I just don't think they're throwing him in close situations yet. I mean, his, his walk rate in triple a so far or double a so far this year was, was 18.6%. Like that's just really hard with the closer. You hate a closer that comes in and walks as he, his stuff is insane. He's going to be really good at some point. But he's just been drafted. He was drafted. I mean, he's in the 2022 draft, so he's been you know he's been in the he's been a year ago. He was pitching in the you know in the in the college uh, baseball playoffs for for Tennessee. So um, I think he's really fun. I just don't think he's a fantasy ad uh, quite yet at this point. Were there any other relievers you found yourself interested in? Uh, Adbert Azale, who's pitching well for the Cubs, had a two inning save earlier this week. Was there anybody else, uh, Azale, or anybody else that you were looking at, uh, kind of from some closer stashes, and maybe uh, trying to find someone that's going to end up closing here in a couple weeks? So I had, didn't get him, but uh, Chris Martin um, in Boston, I know that like things seem fine. And I think Jansen's velocity was up a little bit yesterday. I think he blew, he pitched both the games. They came in and tied tie game in the, the second one, second end of the double header. Yeah. But um, it just doesn't seem like all is well there. I know he had a back issue maybe a couple weeks ago. The velocity was down. Maybe it's rebounding a little bit. I did not, again, I didn't get Chris Martin, but he was a guy that was like, if there looks like there's one bullpen that, I mean, it would take a lot for Martin to just have full run, you know, and go with it. But right. um, yeah, he was a guy that was kind of interesting. And then uh, Kendall Graveman as well. Uh, I saw Liam Hendricks. I think he was at 96 today, up a little bit, and maybe he's getting closer. I do have Hendricks stashed in one spot, but I've been kind of waiting. I thought maybe this week if I got Graveman for, um, for, for this week, maybe that would be fine. But I also wonder with today's performance, if, if, the White Sox get the next. Uh, I'm sorry if the White Sox get their next save. If Hendricks gets the next save for the White Sox, so yeah, I dropped uh, I dropped Graveman a week early last week. I uh, I was like he was like my fourth or fifth reliever. I was trying to figure I needed a starter, so I dropped him. He got a save this week, but um, I think it's Hendricks pretty quick. But yeah, I think you might you might be able to get one more week out of Graveman. You might get a might get a save or two if they win some games. I think that's a, that's a play that'll work. I dropped him. Uh, I never dropped him a week early. I was trying to be aggressive and figure uh, you know trying to figure I wasn't going to use him, so I just I kind of dropped him. But I probably did that a week too early. Uh, a few news and notes before we jump out of here um how worried are you about uh, xander bogarts if you have him a uh, lingering wrist issue we mentioned it, it, like it was like the it was like right before the main event in vegas it was like oh i had uh, he was getting a cortisone shot in his wrist it's like oh i do it every year and we're like never heard that before um but now it's just been lingering it sounds like and he's it's like too close to getting a cortisone shot i think he might get another one here at some point uh his quote today was he hopes to avoid the il 
Gotta think it's bugging him. And he was really good early, has kind of uh, fallen off a little bit, at least power wise. Um, you know, looking at him here, he's got the seven home runs, but only hitting 252, uh, only 21 RBIs. Right now, it seems like he's not the normal Xander Bogart. So I think this, I think his issues is really a problem right now. Yeah. And I know that I think that some of the, even the power projections for when he came, you know, to the Padres um, were down a little bit. But I mean, he's, he's, you know, a good hitter. And I mean, I think the six steals at this point is a little bit surprising. But um, yeah, I, I didn't get any in, um, in the main events or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I think that you got to be a little bit concerned. I don't know what to do, you know. But uh, yeah, I think that was he, are they talking like possibly an IL stand? Yeah, he said he hopes to avoid it, but it yeah. certainly seems like, uh, you know, I think the, the problem is not just his lingering. The problem is I like, think it's affecting his performance now. Because, I mean, a wrist issue when you're hitting, that is re- that's really tough. I'm uh, I'm pretty worried on this one. And I think maybe an IL stint is probably the best thing he could do, just kind of mm-hmm. get it to stop bugging him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hope he can come back healthy, because right now it's it's not working. Uh, the one Yankees have – oh, go ahead. Um, yeah. One thing no, on that ahead. is, uh, if we could talk more about me and my teams, I did pick up <laughs> one uh, Trent Grisham, um, kind of on the idea that he has batted leadoff when uh, – against some righties and he actually played against a lefty. I know the overall skill set hasn't been great, but there's a little bit of like a few barrels recently. Uh, he's, little, a, he's 14% little, barrel rate on the year, which is what we liked in 2020 when it was pretty good. Yeah. And I think they had two Colorado, um, two. I got this off the, uh, where did I get this? Rob DiPietro and his Patreon thing. Uh, the, um, they have two lefties, but he has been playing against lefties and a couple. And so they got three, I'm sorry, two lefties in Colorado on the weekend. So maybe he gets two of those games. And uh, yeah, you know, in Colorado, maybe some leadoff. I like it. I uh, I had him in some lines, you call them, or as Jeff calls them, the waterfall. I had him in there a little bit. I'm not a Trent Grisham guy anymore. I used to be like the Trent Grisham guy. Uh, I'm off that. But yeah, I think it, uh, it kind of works right now, especially if, if Bogart missed some time and he, he kind of moves to the top of that lineup. That could work out nicely. Uh, Yankees have a bunch of news here. Uh, kind of, uh, kind of not great. Uh, Nestor Cortez went on the IL with a shoulder issue, but, uh, just came out to, like an hour ago, Aaron judge after the game quoted saying, it sounds like he's had some testing done on that toe. He obviously crashed into the wall when uh, yesterday when he caught JD Martinez, uh, line drive was really obviously great catch broke the wall. Uh, but it sounds like there's a little bit of concern that he might've broken a toe, um, which is, you know, he's walking around the dugout. So can't be that bad, but the fact he's going for tests is not great for a guy that, uh, is absolutely mashing and actually ahead of his pace from last year uh, through 50 games, whatever that is. Is that right? Is yeah. that right? I saw a stat. It was like through 40, his first 49 games, or whatever it was, whatever the number is. Um, he was uh, he was actually ahead of pace. That is incredible. Uh, I ended up in the back half, uh, not necessarily by choice, in a lot of the drafts. So he was he was mostly gone. But yeah, he looked. I was as the season wore on, the more you looked at, I, like, I could I could do this uh, if if I was in that spot. I. Uh, yeah. Didn't, but. Just as a baseball fan, you know, I was at the game today and it was, it sucked. The judge didn't play. We was hoping to see him play, but you know, as a baseball fan, you want to see guys like that out there. So I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that he ends up, uh, ends up, uh, ends up not having to go in the aisle, but if it does, I hope it's a really quick step. But obviously if you are, uh, if you have judge, uh, they, the Yankees do not play tomorrow. They have three against the White Sox Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that, um, you know, you gotta, maybe, maybe you hope you have somebody else there, but I would, I would definitely have a backup plan for judge, uh, to make sure that, uh, someone that plays Tuesday, cause, uh, we're probably not going to know fully. They fly back from, from LA tonight. So we're probably not going to know fully to get some tests done tomorrow. Uh, Jose Altuve missed Saturday and Sunday with quote something he felt in his oblique. That does not sound great. All they're kind of downplaying a little bit, but again, kind of like Judge. If I have Altuve, at least they play tomorrow. Um, I certainly was making sure wherever I had in that I had another second baseman because you might uh, you might need to take him out of the lineup tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. 
Twins had a ton of injuries, uh, kind of all in the same inning the other, the other day. Byron Buxton got hit in the ribs uh, pretty hard. There was a, a reporter that asked him, what's it feel like to get hit in the ribs? He's like, have you ever been hit in the ribs? He's like, it's not good. Um, he missed the weekend. He missed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and then Carlos Correa, I, I think Buxton's fine. There's no fracture there. Carlos Correa is more of a concern for me. Kind of falls in the Xander Bogarts realm a little bit. He's missed four of the last five games with plantar fasciitis. Something that doesn't really go away. You know, it can kind of flare and then go away and then come back. But it doesn't fully go away. Uh, I'm a little worried about uh, about Correa right now. The production has not been fantastic fantasy-wise on the year. And now with the plantar fasciitis, uh, I'm pretty concerned what we're getting here from Correa. He's, got, uh, he's hitting 207 with six home runs. Like, really, really rough so Oof. far. Uh, obviously, no stolen base. He hasn't stolen a base since 2019. But, um, you know, the barrels are pretty good. Uh, the Ks are up a little bit. But, man, if he's struggling, this is a, this is a tough one because he's uh, kind of unplayable right now. Yeah, that is, oh, man, that is going to be a tight spot because the production just not that great. Yep. Yeah, you write it out for a little bit, but it's one of those, maybe unlike Bogarts, where like, um, you know, at some point, depending on how it kind of unfolds, you might need to be yeah. considering. Um, and this is coming, go ahead. I think I was going to say, I think in a 12-teamer, like it might be not that time yet, but not far away from that time to drop uh, to drop Correa. Yeah. I mean, I, I told you about the Mason Miller thing. I held on to Tyler O'Neill one more week. I had some guys on the line, uh, but I'm very tempted there too. You know, it's just like, you know, there's, there's four months left, which is, it's, it, um, it's, a, it's a really good point. There's a lot of time left. Even with some of these guys are out like another month, like you still get three months out of some guys. The Tyler O'Neill thing's weird. Like it just, it seems like they can't figure out why his back hurts. Yeah. I, I and I'm going to take it at face value and believe them. But, uh, you know, you wonder with all the, the shenanigans, the politics right. there, like, you know, are they just waiting to get some situation where he's traded? Um, he's there's had no leaning. way that O'Neill's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm not hurt, but they go ahead and keep <sighs> telling people I am. Like, there's no yeah. way. They can't I mean, be. I mean, and this guy's had, like, last year, same thing. Like, he was just these long stretches of injury. And, um, yeah, he, I he don't did, know. He, he did yoga, but he clearly did not go to Aaron Judge's yoga studio because it would have worked out otherwise. Yeah, that, was, that was a good one there. Um, Wander Franco was out, uh, the second game Saturday and then sat today with a hamstring. Uh, something like he could be back Monday. That one, it was a, it was a pretty positive, uh, you know, note when I was looking at the, at the quotes there. Um, and they play, uh, the Rays play at Boston tomorrow. So that's one that you can kind of check. That's the rain out game from Friday night. It sounds like, um, but it's, it's another lineup to check. Uh, I mentioned Hunter Green had to start pushed back to Sunday to do the hip sore. It sounds like he's not going the IL, but uh, going to be pushed back to the end of the week. So the question with Hunter Green is, obviously, you've got this hip soreness thing. He's not pitching till Sunday. You can totally see where they're like, oh, let's give him an extra day on Monday. So then you get a zero for the week. Do you start Hunter Green this week? Uh, I probably would not. Who is it against? Um, At St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. Um, and he's been, he's been fun. He's been good striking guys out. I just don't, I just think there's so many ways where they could be like, ah, let's just push it another day to Tuesday. And the zero, I think the zero potential is, uh, is fairly high with this one. I mean, yeah, I would, I guess Luke Weaver would be on regular rest there. Yeah. You um, just throw him Sunday and push green back a day. And it's just, yeah. it's so easy. It's like when Otani used to pitch every Sunday, it was always so hard to figure out. Like he's going to push a day or they have a rain out. He just like, messes the whole thing up. I just, uh, I love Hunter green. I just don't think I can pitch him this week. I think it's, uh, I think it's a sit for me and I, I'll throw him the next week. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Gunnar Henderson was moved early for some lower back discomfort. He's day to day. It's been a tough season for for Gunnar. Uh, some of the chat mentioned Luis Urias uh, from Milwaukee. He's uh, expected to be reinstated on Tuesday. Second, third, and short eligible. That's uh, that's a guy that I like to have on roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think some people got in on him last week, and there were I know uh, John Posmo in particular was two weeks ago for a couple bucks. He's always 
one week ahead of the curve. But uh, yeah, yeah, he looks like a guy that, especially with the struggles of Terang and uh, some of the, the spots in that infield, I think he could get a pretty good chunk of playing time. Yeah, and he had some. He showed some pop. Uh, it was, I think, it was two years ago. He was, uh, he was a pretty good, uh, pretty good home run guy. And the fact that he could play three positions, just especially covering corner and middle, like that is that's just such a nice spot. He had, yeah, he had twenty three home runs in twenty twenty one. So, um, yeah, I just like covering covering spots. Like you, could, you just kind of buy yourself an extra bench spot. You're just like you could do something else with that spot. It, it's always really valuable. You mentioned William Adamas. I uh, got hit by that line drive, scary incident, but uh, sounds like he's doing much better. Uh, had, was on the concussion IL, but no facial fractures. He's gonna be back. Back as soon as early as Thursday. Uh, Anthony Rendon, our uh, our friend who uh, likes to attack A's fans, likely to return on Tuesday or Wednesday. So if you still have Rendon somewhere and you think he's there, uh, you can put him back in the lineup this week. Uh, other than that, I think we're good. Is there anybody else you want to talk about? Some of the chat mentioned is Jake McCarthy playable this week. Um, if you need stolen bases, he's playable every week because that dude is running crazy. He had two more today. I think he had seven stolen bases this week, something like that, which just drives me nuts because I, I dropped him where I drafted him. Oh. I was going to ask you that question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was so bad. And then he went down to minus. It was, I was, I, I could have held, but I just, I thought he was going to be down a while. Uh, I did rebid on him and uh, I got outbid. And it's, uh, he said, still not hitting really, though, but seven stolen bases or whatever this was this week is. That's, uh, that's a huge chunk right there. That's like, uh, that'd be like 15% of my steals in the year right there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the question was, would I start him? Of course, I would absolutely start him. I, I mean, I, I, I've been surprised. I mean, I tried to make it this year more of a focus to, uh, to get some of the higher end, what I thought were high end speed guys, you know, and it just hasn't quite worked uh, yet. So I think that's probably been my, my worst category offensively uh, has been speed. So, yeah, I didn't get into him, you know, like I, I, there were some DCs where I was like, I, I like McCarthy. And then the idea, I know we've been through this several years in a row, going back to Delana, the shields, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Right. But like, it's just like, man, that one speed guy, but then you always feel that rush where it's like, uh, I do want a top tier closer. I do want at least a starter or two in the first five rounds, you know? Um, and then, yeah, you just look up and you're like, okay, I got two Andres Jimenez's and, and he's maybe doing a little bit better lately, but I probably, you know, just a, a number of guys I thought were going to steal more bases. That so does the, the line of the Shields comp go away now that Esty uh, Ruiz was that comp this year and now has 28 stolen bases? <sighs> That's the thing, man. I'm looking at this going, why, like, why didn't they, I do when that? When they work, holy hell, do they work? Like, you could see why people do it. You know, we yeah. had the Billy Hamilton was kind of the start of the whole thing and he got pushed up like the third, fourth round that one year. I mean, Ruiz has 28 stolen bases and we're June 4th. Like, he could steal 80 bags this year. And like some runs, you know, he's not like, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just not a non, a hit, non zero. hit 270, which is kind of the key to the whole thing. Like, I think the concern mm-hmm. was, yeah, he'll run, but will he hit 220? If he hits 270, who cares about the one home run? Like you're going to get you know, he has 70 to 80 stolen bases, which is uh pretty wild props to Sean Childs. who was pushing him up crazy in Vegas. And I was like, I can't mm-hmm. be taking him there. And it's, it's flat out worked. Yeah. I think he, I want to say he went like the, maybe the fifth round of those uh, second, tra- cha- uh, yeah. second chance leagues. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of take them and forget about stealing. I mean, it's just a huge chunk of your stolen bases right there. But uh, mm. anything else you want to talk about? I've kind of hit everything. I feel like we've hit everybody in fab, all the interesting players, injuries, all that. Uh, anything else that uh, is on your mind you want to discuss before we jump out of here? I think I'm good. Beautiful. Uh, I don't think you, uh, do you want to tell me where I can find you on Twitter? I don't Not really. Have do I have to? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I, um, I don't really tweet much. I might try and tweet a little bit more. It's usually like movie clips or movie references, things like that. Um, what's, uh, yeah. what's the best movie you've seen lately? The best movie I, I hadn't seen 1917, um, okay. in World um, War one movie. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. uh, really good, really kind of interesting. Yeah, so I saw that, and then uh, I think like a lot of people, uh, Succession 
was following that a lot. And then, um, yeah, not a lot of, I'm trying to think of like good movies I've seen lately, but yeah, it's been just kind of succession baseball, just kind of doing my thing a little bit, but, but yeah, man, uh, all was good. All was good. Beautiful. Well, I, I really appreciate you joining. I, I know that uh, I don't, you don't do a ton of these. I really, uh, I really like talking to you. Uh, I learn a lot and it's uh, more than anything. It's just fun. I consider you, I consider you a friend. I don't know if that's mutual, but if it's not, that's fine too. As long mutual. as I can call you that, we're, we're good there, but uh, let's uh, let's meet up and have a drink sometime soon. Let's do it. Cool. Thanks again. Well, thank thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to uh, rate or review the podcast, we do we appreciate that a lot. If you want to follow uh, me on Twitter, I'm at Scott Jensen. Did you give your Twitter out? Or you just said you don't tweet a lot. Uh, it's I, it's uh, okay. It's, it's at that underscore GLG 20. Yep. I, there, there you go. So <laughs> didn't give it out. So we're good, but I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Jeff will be back next week. So we will be back on a regular schedule there. Uh, eight, uh, eight o'clock Pacific uh, next Sunday. I want to thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody's a really good week, a really good fantasy week and uh, take care. And thanks again, Brian, for, uh, for joining us. Really a lot of fun. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time. Thanks again.